a tragic helicopter crash in New York, Houdini's final promise, and microphones have mute buttons. This is Today. Welcome to This Is Today, the podcast that features the stories that make this day unique. It's Thursday, October 22nd, 2020. I'm Russ, and here's what you need to know about today. It's International Stuttering Awareness Day, and you can actually get more information about that by going to westutter.org. Again, that is westutter.org. All right, and also today, it is National Nut Day. Day. Yeah, so have some nuts, uh, enjoy some peanuts or pecans or whatever your favorite nut is today. And coincidentally, it's also the day of the debate. Yeah, and that thing sure can get nutty, right? Well, tonight the moderator has the ability to mute both of the microphones so they can actually shut down. Biden or Trump whenever they want to. I I think that's going to make for some interesting moments at tonight's debates. I am looking forward to that. You know, this wasn't the first time that they actually decided to uh, mute a microphone or given the uh, moderator at least the ability to do so. Back in New Hampshire in 1980, the campaign of aspiring President Ronald Reagan paid for a Republican debate They were discussing which of the candidates should participate in the debate just before it started, and the moderator asked that future president Ronald Reagan's microphone be muted. Yeah, Reagan didn't like that very much. He said, You asked for me if you would... I am paying for this microphone, Mr. Yeah, as you can tell, the crowd at hand there in New Hampshire definitely enjoyed that line. That was the uh, cheers. That wasn't static. They were really digging it. Uh, We may hear that line again tonight. Who knows? We'll definitely hear a mention of that, I'm sure, from the newscasters as they think of things to talk about in the hours leading up to the debate. All right. Well, you know what? I've got something great to talk about here. Coming up, we've got a story of a guy that was buried alive multiple times. He also made a promise that he would communicate to us from beyond. Yeah, that story's coming up next. In 1962, JFK made a speech to the American people about the Cuban Missile Crisis. Take a listen to our October 14th podcast for a look at that time, at that speech, and uh, the speech that I talked about on that episode where JFK notified the public about Russia transporting nukes to a newly built base in Cuba happened on this day in 1962. Okay, going out of order a little bit here, taking you back in time to 1926. Harry Houdini was on top of the world. He was a well-known magician, escape artist, film star, and more importantly, an amazing self-promoter. Yeah, come on. This guy died almost 100 years ago, and we're still talking about him. This guy was good. All right, Harry, born as Eric, started working on stage when he was just 17. Before that, he worked as an apprentice for a locksmith, and he was a natural contortionist, so his talents and skills made him him a great escape artist. In fact, a couple of times he escaped the grave. Well, on this day in 1926, a 52-year-old Houdini was performing in Montreal, Canada. Two students from McGill University visited him in his dressing room. One of the students asked if he could take a punch. 
Houdini said yes. So what did the student do? He punched him four times in the stomach really hard. Because, you know, that's what you do when you meet a celebrity. You ask them if they can take a punch, and then you punch them. I mean, at least that's what I did when I met Celine Dion. Yeah, so unlike Celine Dion, uh, Houdini was in great pain for the next couple of days. His next show was in Detroit. So when he got there, he saw a doctor. Upon examination, the doctor said that he had an acute appendicitis, and he needed surgery right away. So Houdini, without objection, went directly to the theater. Yeah, he went to go do his show instead of going into the hospital, per the doctor's suggestion. Yeah, he ignored his doctor's advice. You know, the show must go on, right? Houdini had 104 temperature when the show started. They used ice packs to keep him cool. During the show, he collapsed, but he kept going by the third act. He couldn't continue, so Houdini, without objection, went directly to his hotel. Wow, I really thought he was going to the hospital that time. Later that night, a hotel doctor and his wife finally convinced him to go to the hospital. He had surgery to remove his appendix, but it had already burst. He required additional surgery as well as experimental drugs. At first, it looked as though he was getting better, but... He took a turn for the worse, and on Halloween of 1926, Houdini died. This is where the scary music starts. So as I mentioned earlier, Houdini has escaped from the grave a few times. He actually had a coffin with him that he would use to perform. That coffin is what transported his body back home. Throughout his career, Harry debunked so-called spiritualists and mediums that claimed to talk to the dead. However, Houdini and his wife Bess had an agreement that if one of them died, they would still try to communicate. So Bess had a seance on the next nine Halloweens. Harry didn't talk to her. On the 10th anniversary of his death, she conducted a final seance. It took place on the roof of the Knickerbocker Hotel in Hollywood, California. Bess did not hear from her husband. So she said, Houdini did not come through. My last hope is gone. I do not believe that Houdini can come back to me or to anyone. After faithfully following through the 10-year Houdini compact, using every type, medium, and seance, it is now my personal and positive belief that spirit communication in any form is impossible. I do not believe that ghosts or spirits exist. After making that statement, Bess went inside along with the person that was conducting the seance. And then it started. Thunder, lightning, and torrential rain. It drenched those in attendance at the seance. The storm shower was brief, and it only hit the hotel. Nowhere else. Was it Houdini performing a last show? We may never know. You know, I just realized that I mentioned that Houdini and his wife, Bess, would communicate even after death. And I know that for some guys, that was the scariest part 
of that story. I'm sorry, guys. It'll be okay. You can open up. All right, moving now to 1986. A traffic copter from WNBC in New York was reporting live on the afternoon commute traffic when the reporter suddenly stopped talking. A loud whirling sound was heard. The reporter spoke again, this time in distress, saying, hit the water three times, followed by static. The pilot was injured, and the reporter, Jane Dornacker, was killed. The helicopter crashed into the Hudson River. This was the third time within six months for the company that the radio station had contracted with had had a helicopter crash. It was the second time, believe it or not, that that reporter was on board for a helicopter crash. Yet Jane first crashed in April of that year. She swam out of the Hackensack River after the copter hit the water. In addition to her work in radio, Jane was an actress. She was in the movie The Right Stuff. She also did theater, improv, and comedy. She was a musician and a writer. She was also a mom. Tragically, Jane's husband, Bob Knickerbocker, had just passed away a few months before Jane died, leaving there a 16-year-old without both of her parents. Their daughter did receive a settlement from the helicopter company, and the National Transportation Safety Board said that the crash was caused by a faulty clutch that was not designed for the craft. All right, let's take a look at an event from last year. Well, Twitter and YouTube was filled with reactions from Star Wars fans watching the new Rise of Skywalker trailer. Uh, Fans lost their minds. And you know what? Watching the reactions is just awesome. Hey, if you've had a bad day, go check out these on YouTube. I, I did a bunch of research about this, or at least I was going to, but instead I just ended up watching these for like an hour. It's pretty funny. All right, let's take a look at our birthdays for today. Deepak Chopra is 74. Jeff Goldblum, he's special guest on the previous debate as the fly. Uh, he is 68. Carlos Mencia is 53. Shaggy is 52. Jesse Tyler Ferguson is 45. And 21 Savage is now 28. That's your look at October 22nd. Thanks for listening to This Is Today. We do our best to pull together all the correct information. If we made a mistake and you heard it, you're super smart and we're super sorry. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and give us a five star if you think we deserve it. If you'd like to make sure that we cover something on a future episode, let us know. Go to This Is Today podcast to make suggestions, give us feedback, and see our other podcasts. I hope you enjoyed learning about today. I'm Russ, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.